ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌನತ್ತು ಸಹವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾವಹೈ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ಓಂ ಪೂರ್ಣಮದ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದಕ್ಷ್ಯತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾದಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಓಂ ಆಪ್ಯಾಯಂತು ಮಾಂಗಿ ವಾಕ್ಪ್ರಾಣಶ್ಚಕ್ಷುಶ್ರೋತ್ರಮಸೋ ಬಲಮೀಂದ್ರಿಯಾಷಸರ್ವಾಷದ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ನಿರಾಕುಹ್ಯಾಕರೋದ್ಕರ್ಣಮಸ್ತ್ವಕರ್ಣ ಮೇ ಅಸ್ತು ತದಾತ್ಮನಿರದ ಯೌಪನಿಷತ್ಸು ಧರ್ಮಸ್ತೇಮೈ ಸಂತು ತೇಮೈ ಸಂತು ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ಶ್ರುತಿಸ್ಮೃತಿಪುರಾಣಲಯಂಕರುಣಾಲಯ ನಮಿ ಭಗವತ್ಪಾದ ಶಂಕರ ಲೋಕಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಕೇಶವಂಬಾದರಾಯಣ ಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತೇ ಭಗವಂತೋ ಗುರುರಾತ್ಮೇ ಮೂರ್ತಿಭೇದಿಭಾಗಿನೆ ವ್ಯೋಮವ್ಯಾಪ್ತೇಹಾಯ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಮೂರ್ತ ಓಮಿತೇಶ್ಯೋಪವ್ಯಾಖ್ಯಾಸ್ಯಾಮೃತಸ್ಯ ಅಶರೀರಸ್ಯಾತ್ಮಷ್ಠಾನ ಆತ್ಮೋ ವೈ ಸಶರೀರ ಪ್ರಿಯಾಪ್ರಿಯಾಭ್ಯಾಶರೀರಸ್ತಹಿಯಾಪ್ರಿಯಪಹತಿರಸ್ತೆ ಅಶರೀರಂ ವಾವಸಂತ ನ ಪ್ರಿಯ ಪ್ರಿಯ ಸ್ಪೃಶತ ಅಶರೀರಂ ವಾವಸಂತ ಪ್ರಿಯ ಪ್ರಿಯ ಸ್ಪೃಶತ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ಅಶರೀರ ಅನ್ಬಾಡಿ ವಿನ್ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕವರ್ಡ್ ಸರ್ಫ್ ಎಸ್ ಫ್ರೀ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಬಾಡಿ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ಫ್ರೀ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಐಡೆಂಟಿಫಿಕೇಶನ್ ಬಾಡಿ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ಐಡೆಂಟಿಫೈಡ್ ವಿತ್ ಓನ್ ಸರ್ಫ್ abiding in his own self 
has unembodied meaning, free from the limitations of the body, mind, sense complex, who knows the self as consciousness that pervades everything, at the same time, that transcends everything. It pervades everything in as much as what is is due to the consciousness, due to the self. It provides the sattas full to everything. On the other hand, it exists on its own, shines on its own, does not depend upon anything, nor is it affected in any way by the names and forms, because the self is satyam. And prayer, a prayer which represents, you know, the whole universe. Priya and appear, the pleasant and unpleasant, represents all the pairs of opposites, which is what the universe is made of. And so it transcends all of this superimposed upon the self. Self is the adhishthanam, the substratum. And the Rishthan is never affected by the guna or the dosha, the virtue and vice of the <coughs> Dhyamoga. So that being the case, Shriyam Vava Santam na Priya Priya Simply describing nature of the self. That Priya and Priya, this pairs of opposites, it never touches, never affects the self anywhere. Even when a person feels being affected by this, in fact the self is never affected. And still, since one does not know the true nature of the self and feels when being affected, that's called samsara. Moment I feel that I'm being affected by the pairs of opposites, meaning that I've reduced myself to the same bigger reality as the pairs of opposites, as priya priya. And then, of course, I am going to be constantly attacked by them, affected by them. Discover that I am the substratum. I transcend the priya-priya. And therefore, I always am ever unaffected by them. <coughs> so it is by virtue of this knowledge that one becomes free from the impact of the priya and priya or the passive opposites. <coughs> And Bhastikar also explained how when one is not affected by a priya and a priya, what's the nature of the self? The consciousness is purna is ananda, vijnanam anandam brahma. Brahman of self is vijnanam, consciousness, anandam, the happiness. Yoga is bhuma, tat sukham. Self is infinite and that is sukham. And therefore, this sukham is not to attain, it should be discovered as one's own self. So usually people want to attain that sukham. So sarvam salokanapnodi sarvam shikaman. Usually one wants to attain all the worlds. Sarvam shikaman, one wants to experience all the objects. So attaining heaven, etc., the worlds, while experiencing the various objects of pleasure being there, is considered to be the purushartha or the, the objective, the goal of life. 
But we discover that all of this is already attained. That no world is apart from the self. And therefore, in the self, all the worlds are automatically included. The self, all the pleasures are automatically included. So again, this attainment also is only by virtue of knowledge, recognizing that I am the self of all the worlds, meaning that no world is apart from me, I already am there because they are there because I am there. And no kama object to place away ever away from me because I impart them. I impart the satans food in the world, therefore they can't be apart from me. It's because of me that the objects have the capacity or the ability even to make an appearance of happiness. That karma of the objects of the world appear to give you happiness only because of the self. Asti bhadi priyam, which is the substratum of every name and form. Is this knowledge is what is described as attainment of all the worlds and experiencing of all the pleasures. <clears throat> so then, happiness is not experience, it is one's own self. In that case, how do you justify the description given in the Shruti that the wise person experiences variety of pleasures? Then Vasmin Pakshe, Stribhirva, Yanirva. So Jakshat Kridan Ramamana, laughing, sporting, reveling, streaming with women, with vehicles. So that is a description of a wise person who is told like this here. Asariram Vavasantam Napriya Priyas Pushataha. That Priya and Apriya do not in any way affect him because he is already full. You can even say it this way, that just as in the ocean, you add a few buckets of water, doesn't increase its fullness. Take away a few buckets of water, doesn't decrease the fullness. So Priya and Apriya cannot affect in any way the fullness that the wise person is. <clears throat> then here we say that he enjoys objects of pleasure called women and vehicles, etc., so the Pitruloga Kamana, who desires to enjoy the association with the ancestors, they present themselves, all he needs is to will, think of them and they present themselves before him. Sikadabhavati, he himself becomes one and three and five and many, countless. So all of this is description of the Aishwaryam. The powers, so the pleasures that the wise person has and the powers that the wise person seems to have. So Shruti later on describes the accomplishment of the wise person in terms of his experiencing pleasures, in terms of his attaining variety of powers. So, when it is said here that all of this is already achieved, there is no question of achievement of something which is not achieved, or experiencing something that is not experienced, 
If that's how we explain the wisdom, then how do you explain this description of the same wise person who is enjoying various things and who has attained various powers, etc.? So, śrutaya anupanna, those śrutis are not upapanna, meaning they are not tenable. They do not seem to be logical, reasonable, consistent with this. There seems to be an inconsistency in the text itself between what is said here and what is said later on. So if you look at the Tika, line 33, Asairatve mokshe kartvrakanabhet ahave purvottar shudhi virodam shankade. Mokshe is asairatvam, being unembodied is the mokshe is liberation, freedom. Kartvrakanabhet ahave that is the liberation of moksha where one transcends the bheda or the duality or division of the kartru karma, the subject and object. Puruvatra shruti virodham shankare, this shruti asariram vavasandam describes the wise person as free from the idea of the subject-object duality. Later shruti Simpson describes him wise person as possessed of the duality of the experiencer and experienced subject and object. So Tikagara is saying even this Vakya Pitro Kama Ekadavadi comes from the previous passages, which were stated in the context of the Dharavidya or meditation upon the so really they should not have been stated here by the Purupakshi. Shruti has not said this. Say the Pitalo Kamahan. Say Ekadavadi is not said by the Shruti in the context of the moksha. So they should not have become here the issue. So na udaryam, this Vakya should not have been presented here as, as a description of the wise person, tathāpi vidyādvaśya aikyamāropya, still pūrva-pakṣi, vidyādvaśya means saguna-vidyā, other is in nirguna-vidyā, dhara-vidyā is saguna-vidyā. You see, the identification of saguna-brahmā, this is the identification of nirguna-brahmā. Somehow, looking upon them as the same, the Purupakshi has, yes, Udhārutam has included that also here. So that's okay. Siddhānditu taduktam angikrutteva. Siddhānditu accepts it all right. That even Pitrulo Kama ekada bhavati, okay, let us say that the Shruti has described this as the accomplishments of the wise person, that these are also included as moksha, okay. Asairātma vidhār jivan muktasya tadavasthāyāṁ 
పరిచ్ఛేద అభిమాన లిమిటెడ్ which identification created the notion of being limited and never being bound and so with the knowledge now one is free from the notion of being limited being bound sarvatmatva apatta now that he is attained the state of being the self of all or he knows himself as the self of all sarvabhala sambandha so never being identical to identical to everything being one with everything you can say that in a secondary sense the wise person knows himself as a self of all never you can say he experiences everything that everybody experiences yena yena yadyat param anubhavate tasaram asyevayade never whatever pleasure is experienced by anybody anywhere is all experienced by the wise person it is stutya samuchyate it is said only for stutya or extolling this wisdom not that it is literally true that experience is something but all those experiences of pleasure are included in him the stairs wherever there is any water the source is ocean so wherever any water body is there ocean includes that similarly also wherever any pleasure is there is all included in self and that sense only it is said that the wise person experiences everything that everybody experiences bas stutya samuchyate that is only said for stuti or extolling the wise person or the moksha or the knowledge iduttana sarvatmahiti సంకీర్తిస్టోలింగ్స్ఫ్ ఎవర్ 
the wise person knows himself as the self of Saguna Brahma also. They were Pratyak Bhutavdhat, Phalastat Phalasya, the Dupse Upacharitra, Yuktatvat. Never, you can say in a secondary sense that whatever rewards or benefits or phalam result, a knower of Saguna Brahma attains, is also attained by the knower of Nirguna Brahma because he is the self of that. <coughs> so this, keeping this in mind, Vashyakara says, na. So now in line number six, Vashyakara says, page four and five, Na Sarvatmana Sarvapala Sammandha Upapatte Avirodha Says now, your objection is not right. So Anupanna, the Purupakshi sees absence of upapatti or reasoning, says no Sarvatmana Sarvara Sammandha Upapatte is quite Upapannam is quite reasonable and in keeping with reason that Sarvatmana one knows himself as the self of all. He also is connected with the experiences of all. Sarvara Sammandha Upatte when I know myself of all then it is reasonable to say that I'm also experiencing what everyone experiences. Sarvafala Sammanupatte Avirodha. They were saying that the wise person also experiences variety of pleasures is not unreasonable. It's not illogical. Because the wise person knows himself as a self of the person who is experiencing. <coughs> Buddhaiva Sarva Ghatakaraka Kundalari Aptihi. Just as when the pot knows itself as a clay, then automatically the the state of being self of all the vessels made of clay. Alright, then the next question was Sarvatmatve. Nindavi Prapnodidi Shankare. If he, the wise person, becomes the object of stuti or praise or extolling because of the attainments and the powers that he has, then he being the self of all also will be only stuck with all the miseries that everybody has also. So people not only experience happiness, they experience unhappiness also. People not only attain various powers, but they also made themselves miserable. Why? So everybody is famous, but not for the right reasons. And so, he being the self of all, will have committed all kinds of sins and all kinds of improper things ever. He will also be credited with Ninda. Wise person can be praised, he can equally be sanctioned by the same token. Sarvatmatve Ninda Vipratnodidi. If you attain stuti, then by the same token, Ninda so all, so all attainments are is, and then at the same time, 
All failures and miseries are also his. Jakshana means eating as well as laughing. Both of the meanings are there, you know. Narakadukhasyavi praptehe hyatvam saasya. Therefore, then he is a self of all those fellows who are in, in hell also. Wise person is a self of those who are in heaven. Also a self of all those who are in hell. Therefore, narakasyavi praptehe hyatvam. Then nobody wants moksha. So because of the praise, if moksha is something that is desirable, because of misery associated with that is also equally undesirable. So nano. So we said let us read that Nano Sarvat Matve Dukkha Samando Vishyat Idiche. If Sarva then he is equally connected with the dukkha, the pain of everybody. No, that is reasonable, that Bhāshyakara denies that. The thing is that Bhāshyakara here shows that no, he only gets connected with the happiness of the beings and not unhappiness. Now that is something, you know. Anyway, so look at what Anandagiri says. Dukkha se dukkha abhavat tasi atma vidvānapinam dukkhi bhavishyadehi samādhatte. It's very interesting. Dukkha still dukkha to abhavat. So, if you uh, see in the page 405, in the line number 12, it says Narendra Puriyam Tipparam. Yatha dukkhasya dukkham nabhavati svatmani virodha. Isn't it interesting? Dukkha means unhappiness. Unhappiness is not unhappiness. Unhappiness itself is not unhappy because svatmani vritti virodha. So one cannot have only activity within one's own self. One cannot be simultaneously the subject and the object. Therefore, for dukkha, to be dukkhi. What is dukkhi? Dukkhi is one who is experiencing dukkha. So can dukkha experience dukkha? Can dukkha become dukkhi? Dukkha is unhappiness. Can unhappiness become unhappy? For something to become unhappy, should experience unhappiness. So unhappiness should experience unhappiness to become unhappy. But then unhappiness to experience unhappiness, unhappiness will subject, it is an object. That karma kata virodha will be there, therefore unhappiness cannot be unhappy. This is simply a logical thing, you know, I mean that. So unhappiness cannot be unhappy. Swatmani vritti virodha because one cannot experience oneself. For experiencing the Subject, object, separation must be there. Tatha, dukkhasyatma na dukkhi bhavishyadi. So what about the self of dukkham? So, vice person is the self of all. 
including self of dukkha or the pain. So he being the atma of the pain, can he experience pain cannot? Dukkhasya atma na dukkhi bhavadi. The self of dukkha cannot become dukkhi. Because dukkha cannot experience dukkha. So atma, the wise person himself, dukkha also cannot experience dukkha, you know. Dukkha cannot experience dukkha. The atma of dukkha also cannot experience dukkha. Therefore, a wise person who is a atma or self of dukkha cannot become dukkhi or unhappy. That's how the answer is given. How does it become sukhi? Then you also will answer that question. If he cannot become dukkhi, he cannot become sukhi also. But anyway, so, but if you look at the other tikka line, 926, page 4 and 6, Etasya vāyandasya anyāni bhūtāni mātana pajyamdhiti śrutyā ātma svarupa avagamāt viduśa tatsammandevi. Jakshanādi janya sukhasya, the happiness generated by eating and laughing, etc. Is what? Ātma svarupatvāt, because sukham is the very nature of the self. Etasya vāyandasya, Anyāni bhūtāni mātrāṁ upajīvanti. So, ānanda that is experienced by the wise person. Anyāni, all the beings experience only a fraction of the ānanda experienced by the wise person. Or all the beings experience only the fraction of ānanda that is the self, that is ātmā, that is limitless. So, ātmā surupatva vagamāt, therefore, the wise person being the limitless ananda, all the ananda, all the happiness created by laughing, eating, etc. is already included in him. So sukha is the very nature of the uh, wise person, nature of the self. Tatsammandevi. So it's quite reasonable to say that wise person being the self of all is connected with the sukha or the pleasure of all the beings. Because pleasure that anybody gets is only a fraction of the happiness that the wise person is. And therefore, quite reasonable that the wise person can be connected with the happiness experienced by other living beings. Dukkhasya na atma rusvarupada. But then, dukkha is not the nature of atma. Sukha is the nature of atma. Avidya kalvitatvat anatmatvat. Dukkha means merely reaction. <coughs> because unhappiness, sorrow is a reaction, is not the description of any event or any, any entity. There is no such entity as sorrow. It is merely a reaction in my mind. That I brand something is undesirable. I brand something is unfavorable and then become unhappy after branding. So sorrow unhappiness is the reaction that arises in me on account of branding something as unfavorable or undesirable. So I brand failure as undesirable, unfavorable. When failure comes, I become unhappy. 
the apmanam dishonor I consider unfavorable. When that comes, become unhappy. So it is not the insult or the dishonor that causes unhappiness. It is my categorizing dishonor as undesirable to me, that is what makes me unhappy. I consider failure as undesirable to me, unfavorable to me. That that judgment of the failure or insult or any event being unfavorable is that which causes the reaction in the form of unhappiness or sorrow. I freedom not to brand. If I do not brand failure as my failure, if it's prasada, Ishvara's prasada, apmana also is prasada. Mahāpamāna vastulya tulyo mitrāri pakshayo. So, for, if there is samadvam, then honor also is okay, dhinam also is okay, it's all karma phala, thīkya, nidho, jāntho, āgamāpāyana, nityaha. In that case, no event has the capacity to create in me sorrow because sorrow is simply my reaction. Sorrow happens on account of my habitual branding of things. <coughs> so dukkasya atma sarupada avidya kalpitatva. This is called avidya. To brand something as favorable or unfavorable is both avidya. Because what is this Brahman? And to see anything else, any, to see anything else, anything other than Brahman is avidya. Therefore if you see everything as Brahman, Sarvam Brahmopanishadam. Everything is Brahman. That everything is fine. Purnam eva avasyasyate for the wise person, everything is Purnam. No branding at all. Moment I call something, there is Ativadi Bhavati. Wise person transcends everything because he calls everything is Brahman. You know. Even he sees some, some kind of an object, worldly object, insignificantly, he calls it Brahman. Brahmārpaṇam, Brahmāvihi, Brahmāgnav, Brahmāvatam, everything is Brahman. In that case, there is no superimposition. There is no ignorance. Then only there is no ignorance. <coughs> Moment I see something as other than Brahman, I am superimposing. Limitedness. And that is ignorance. So, avidya kalpitatvat. So, dukkham is what? Avidya kalvidam is something that is projected by ignorance. Anātmatva. So they want to brand sukha as the nature of ātmā and dukkha as the nature of anātmā. Anyway, we'll just take it as it is without commenting upon them because we already commented. Sukha also is a reaction. If dukkha, unhappiness is reaction, happiness also is a reaction. If unhappiness is reaction on account of branding something is unfavorable, then happiness also is reaction by branding something as favorable. So both are branding anyway. Both are avidya kalpita, meaning project by ignorance. So sukham falls the same category as dukham. But here somehow sukham is placed in a separate category from dukham. So avidya So dukkham is called anātmā. 
project by ignorance. Love is not the nature of the self. Tasyasya karyaya vidya nasha. So karyaya avidyaya. So this avidya kalpidam is avidya karyam. So, <coughs> so dukkham is what? Avidya kalpidam projected by ignorance means <coughs> avidya karyam. So, you call it dukkham as avidya karpino avidya karyam. So, tasyascha avidya karyaya. Karyaya avidya. Karna avidya and karya avidya. Avaram is karna avidya. Vikshepa is, the projection is karya avidya. So, all this sukha dukkha is what? Dukkha in this case is karya. So by elimination of karanam, the kari also goes away. So vidyaya, vidyaya, nashat. That tendency to superimpose, which is result of ignorance also goes away when ignorance goes away. So na dukkha prapi, meaning that wise person no more superimposes dukkham or unhappiness upon anything. He does not grant anything as unfavorable, undesirable. Everything is favorable. So, yes, sarvatra anavishneha tattat prapya sukhasukam navinannadi nadveshti. So, therefore, this is how the answer is given. The Bhashyakara says, na dukkhasyabhi atmatva Upagamat avirodha. <coughs> so dukkhasyabi atmatva upagamat. That wise person now knows himself as the atma of dukkha also. And dukkha cannot experience dukkha. However, wise person cannot experience dukkha. So that is one answer. Other answer is that Dukkham is avidya kalpitam and it goes away by the elimination of avidya. That's another aspect. <coughs> or as Narendrapuri says in line number 10, no, line number 6, Dukkhanam Atma Mukta Hedi Dukkhisya Mukta Dukkhanam Atma. You are saying that Mukta, wise person, become Atma of all. Has become Atma of Dukkha also. Then Dukkhisya. Says no, it cannot be because Dukkha cannot become Dukkhi. Therefore, Atma of Dukkha also cannot become Dukkhi. So, Vashyakara says, Atmani avidya kalpana nimittani dukkhani rajvam iva sarpadi kalpana nimittani sacha avidya 
the insulted also is dukhi, failure also is dukhi, etc. And so upon atma all these ideas are superimposed because of ignorance. <coughs> Anandagiri also said, I said, Tell Dukhinam Atma Mukta Hil Dukhi Syat, so Tatra Atma Nehri. So, Atma of Dukha is not Dukhi. Dukhitva means superimposed upon Atma. There is no superimposition, there is no Dukhitva. The Tavat Atma Nehri, Sabhada Dukhitvam, Kindu Avidyakam, for Atma, Dukhitvam, being Dukhi is not Sobhav, is not nature, but Avindikam. So the I am unhappy is the result of, is superimposed upon, superimposition upon I. And that, that I am unhappy is not my nature, unhappiness being superimposed upon I. Sacha Muktasya Dagdha, and that ignorance is burned or dispelled in case of the wise person. It is dukkhitva aprasakti. Therefore, a wise person will never superimpose upon himself the idea of dukkhitva or I am unhappy. Because unhappiness is superimposed upon the atma because of ignorance. Ignorance of one's own self. Only when I look upon myself as an incomplete being, then alone all superimposition of dukkhitva can take place. When I see myself as complete as ocean, there is no gain and loss. If I am a limited, like a little puddle of water, then if one shower is a lot of gain and one sunshine is a lot of loss, poor puddle of water becomes overflown now and becomes dry immediately. So also the ignorant person becomes overflown with happiness now and becomes dry and unhappy. But one who knows himself the ocean is not going to be affected by some shower or some whatever it is and therefore so ocean does not superimpose the idea of unhappiness, incompleteness upon oneself or completeness. And therefore, no dukkhitva prasakti Therefore, there is no prasakti meaning what? Occasion. Or dukkhitva or state of being unhappy in case of the wise person. <coughs> so that's what Bhastakari. Saja avidya. Asharir atma ekatva surupa darshanena. Darshanena by knowledge of the surupa, the one's own nature is what? Asharir atma ekatva. So why seeing oneself as one with the unembodied self, meaning seeing oneself as unembodied, that's all. So asharir atma ekatva surupa, anyway. So asharir atma ekatva, oh seeing myself as self of all. Seeing myself as a shariram, meaning unembodied, and be the self of all. Avidya, so uchinna, that ignorance is now dispelled. Because of what? Dukkha nimitta avidya. The ignorance which was the cause of all dukkha is dispelled by the knowledge of self, that I am the unembodied self and self of all. Therefore, it is dukkha sammana asanga anasambhavati. So dukkha can be there, provided ignorance is there. 
For the wise person, ignorance is dispelled, and never the association of dukkha cannot be there for the wise person. The Anika is stahi. Vidya dhadhayam avidyayam. Aishwara Vishwara say the same thing. Then Vidya dhadhayam avidyayam. If you say that ignorance is dispelled by knowledge, tat adhyāravitam aishvaryam api. Then you say that I am an accomplished person, that now, you know, I am a successful person, I can become one, I can become three, I can become five, all these siddhis are powers. All of them are also superimposed on ātmā. So tat adhyāravitam aishvaryam ishvarasya Sagunavidyafalavutam dagdhameva. Aishwari means what? The powers. Or the, you know, overlordship, the, the powers, or the siddhis. That one superimposed upon one, so I am a great yogi. I can fly. I can read minds. I can walk on whatever it is, you know. So I can become light and become happy and I become small and I become all pervading, etc. Anima, mahima, lagima, garima becomes light, becomes heavy, becomes small, becomes large. All of these also is superimposed upon atma due to ignorance. All of these is nothing but the nature of upadhi. What becomes small is upadhi. What becomes large also is upadhi. What becomes light also is upadhi. What becomes heavy also is upadhi. To say that I become light and I become heavy like Hanumanji. Become Anu. He went to the mouth of the Surasa and came out. So Anima. And becomes, you know, so then with Lanka he can become very heavy or something like that. So sometimes becomes very heavy, sometimes becomes light, sometimes becomes small, sometimes becomes, you know, becomes like a, like a fly when he entered Lanka. Invisible, visible. So all of these are nothing but the attributes of Upadhi, not attributes of Atma. So even only the Ishwari or the powers also are superimposed upon self due to ignorance. The powers are there. Where are they? Tell the Upadhi. To think that I am so and so <coughs> is a notion born of the ignorance. <coughs> so then wise person is now free from the notion also that I am I'm the owner of this and the vehicle and stuff like that. Also is not there. So Saguna Vidya Phalabhutam Dagdhamevayati. So all these Aishwarya or all these powers are result of the identification of Devata. So when I meditate upon a Devata, like upon Hanuman, upon Ganesha, etc., then the powers which are there, they become mine because of identification over a long period of meditation. So that is how the bhakta or the meditator becomes possessed of the powers. As a result of saguna vidyaya means result of the meditation upon the qualified Brahman. This case is Devata. So people get the Hanuman, you know, that kind of a thing, of Ganesha. So people have reported this kind of siddhis due to as a result of the meditation for a long time. 
But when he becomes knowing the real and the real, that also is not nature of Atma. That is also nature of Upadhi. So, all Aishwarya is this Saguna Vidya Phalabhutam. All powers and attainments are the result of becoming something. So, Saguna Vidya means meditation upon qualified Brahman or Devata. And that meditation is the process of becoming. When you transform your mind, from where you are to the shape of that devata. So you become devata and all those aishwarya, all the powers become yours. But when he gains the knowledge, really that, that also I am not. So sagana vidya falavutam aishwaryam dagdhameva. So aishwarya, the glory, which was the result of the meditation upon sagana brahma, he is also no more there in, in, in the wake of the knowledge that I am Niruganam. Katham stuptyarthamiya tadu. So, tadupadesha siddhi. So, for the wise person, those powers also are not there. He no has the notion that I am powerful. Then why is it presented here? Why the Ishwarya that now he enjoys with women and men with uh, laughing and eating and, and whatever reveling? So, then how do you justify Shrutis presenting these accomplishments as even the Stuti or extolling the Vidya? Because they don't belong, they, they don't exist for the wise person. He doesn't have any identification with them also. <coughs> so then, Pashyakarana Shuddhaya Or same thing is said here by the other Tikakara in the line 30 and 28. Nanu Jakshanari Janya Sukhasya Atmatve Now he said that all this Sukhara born of having, uh, I mean laughing and eating is all nature of Atma. Striyadivi Jakshanadina Vishayanam Avidya Kalpitatvena Anatmatvad. So sukham, born of laughing and eating, is of nature of Atma. But laughing and eating is not Atma, understand. Laughing belongs to Upadhi, eating also belongs to Upadhi, sporting also belongs to Upadhi. So, jakshanadina vishayam avidya kalpitatvena. So to think that I am laughing and I am eating and I am reveling, that again is only project for ignorance. <coughs> Anātmatvā, so eating is anātmā, laughing is anātmā, sporting is anātmā. Teshāṁ kathāṁ vidusha sammandhā, then why do you say he is laughing and he is eating, he is reveling? See, you can say that wise person is laughing provided he possesses the laughter, you know. He can be, only when he gets connected to laughter that he can be laughing. When we get connected with uh, reveling, then it's called the reveler. So happiness you can connect with him because that is his nature. So how do you describe him as laughing and eating and sporting and reveling? Because sporting, reveling, eating, laughing, all of these are atma. They can be connected with atma, therefore they cannot be connected with wise person. So how does we describe wise person as eating and laughing, etc.? <coughs> 
तस्यायद्यपि जक्षणादीनां दुःखात्मत्वेन विद्या फलतमुपत्ति सो अनात्मत्वेन सो दुःखात्मत्वेन इवन इट इज ट्रू दैट दे जक्षणा एक्सेट्रा ऑल्लाफ इज अनात्मा देवर विद्याफलत्व अनुपत्ति देवर दे कैनॉट एंड दिस इज माई थिंग दुःखात्मत्वेन इज डजन सिम टू बी राइट सो अनात्मत्वेन इट शुड बी विद्यालयिंग What are the happiness is that's what is connected with, and so the devotion sukhameva tehi shabdi upalakshade nadu teesham sorubam. So not that when Upanishad says is laughing and eating, they do not mean it in primary sense. They mean that Upanishad means that he is enjoying the happiness that arises from laughing and eating and sporting and reveling. स्पोर्टिंग That sukha is a different kind of akara. That is not what is meant. What is meant is sukha. That's the nature of atma. That's the nature of wise person. So in his in his sukha, all this all this is included. That's all you mean. Tatcha sukham vidusha swaroomiti tat sammanda navirudyate. And so sukha being the very nature of the wise person, therefore you can call him sukhi. Sambandha or association of wise person with sukha is not untenable. It's not illogical. Dukhantu nevam, but dukha is never isvaruvam. Therefore, dukhi cannot be. Iri pura vakya parihara sujitayevara. So avidya, shariyatma, ikatpasuru, etc. Dukha nimitta uchinna. All of this was meant in the previous vakya of Bhashyagara. दुख से अभी आत्मत्व उपगमान अविरोध है तथा भी स्टिल मीनिंग दैट यू कैन नॉट से इन अ प्राइमरी सेंस इज रेवेलर एंड इज एक्सेट्रा एक्सेट्रा बट स्टिल तथा भी तेषाम सुरुवक्षांगीकार स्टिल ओके एक्सेप्ट दैट इज लाफिंग दैट वाइस पर्सन इज लाफिंग इन अ ट्रू सेंस एंड इज रेवेलिंग इन अ ट्रू सेंस स्पोर्टिंग इन ट्रू सेंस The sporting and laughing and revelling also is wise person's nature. Suppose teesham suru vakshangi kaya, meaning that he experiences a variety of happiness. Happiness coming from laughing is one kind, and revelling another kind, and sporting third kind. All different kind of happiness he experiences. Very hard and very vaktum. For that, Bhaskar gives a different explanation. <coughs> so first of all, he said that is no dukkha samanda at all. So, there is no sukha samanda in a sense that he becomes a laugher, as a very primary sense. 
But suppose you say that wise person does. So Pariharantana Bhaktum Tesham Saguna Brahma Vidusham Tavat Samandamaha that as far as the meditator of Saguna Brahma is concerned, he is primarily connected with the Sukha. In that way, you can say wise person also is connected to the Sukha. <coughs> it's very convoluted, you know, all this discussion, but anyway, why does wise Bhashaka raise a discussion and what is answered this way is just beyond me. But anyway, so we should die or should die either way. <coughs> so the third line says, Shuddha Sattva Sankalpa Nimittanam Tu Kamanam Ishvardeya Sammandha Sarvabhuteshu Manasanam Para eva sarva sattva padidvarena bhokta ide. Now then, this one sentence. Shuddha sattva sankalvetanam du kavanam, Ishwade samanda sarvuteshu manasanam. One vakya. So, Shuddha sattva sankalvetanam du kavanam. The kamas or the desires, which are born of the Shuddha, the Sankalpa, the thought with Shuddha Sattva. So a wise person enjoys a mind which is of the nature of Shuddha Sattva. Now there is no scope for any rajas and tamas which are born of ignorance. So a wise person's mind enjoys the pure Sattva. Like a Saguna Brahma, the, the Upasaka of Saguna Brahma also enjoys Shuddha Sattva, so wise person also enjoys Shuddha Sattva. So those kamas, that the desire that arise in him, are not his desires, but they are desires of Ishwara. Meaning as much as a, either a Saguna Brahma vit or Nirguna Brahma vit, he becomes an instrument, he doesn't have any agenda of his own. He doesn't have a sankalpa of his own. You can say that sankalpas or desires which arise in the mind of a wise person also are nothing but prompted by Ishwara. Because he is not identified with Ishwara. So if you accept that wise person is not identified, then that also is not possible. But if you suddenly wise person is not identified with the individual body, you can say wise person identified with Ishwara. Ishwara is what? Vishuddha so Ishwara is the Mayopadi. Maya is what Vishuddha Sattva. So Vishuddha Sattva, Mayopadi is Ishwara. Ishwara is the Upadi of Maya, which is Vishuddha Sattva, then also becomes the Upadi of the wise person. Therefore, you can say that the desires arising in the mind of the wise person are nothing but the desires of Ishwara. So Ishwara Deya Sammandha Kamanam. So it is not the desires of the wise person, but the desires of Ishvara. And Sarabhuteshu, inasmuch as the Ishvara is connected with all the beings ever, in that sense, through Ishvara, wise person also is connected to all the beings. So this is something, and therefore, in that sense, you can say that wise person can be said to be enjoying this thing in the primary sense also. If he possesses a mind which enjoys the pure sattva, which is the mind of Ishwara, and 
Ishwara is connect all the beings ever, you can say wise person also is connected with the happy experience of all beings. In Vishuddha Sattva, Dukkha cannot take place. So, Prasade Sar Dukkha Nam Hanirasyopajayate. When a mind of the person becomes sattvic mind, then Dukkha cannot come to him. Because Dukkha, they say, is a projection of the mind. And sattvic mind will not project unfavorableness, etc. At all. So, sattvic mind sees everything as manifestation of Ishwara. So, with mana, apmanam, sukha, you know, so success, failure, whatever it is, all of this is nothing but manifestation of Ishwara for the wise person. But that's how he sees. He sees that Ishwara alone manifests before him in every situation. That success and failure are merely the external costumes. But in the form of success and failure, one who presents is Ishwara. So where is the mind? Person, ignorant person, having a mind, impure mind, we only see the form of failure and success. A wise or a pure mind, we will see Ishwara alone in that. So as far as Bhakta is concerned, he is only Ishwara. Hindi Hali Thakuraga, Jan Nirvana Vastaralida. So that Nirvanam sees that when decoys come to him and rob everything away from him, he says, Ishwara has come to me on his own, has taken away all of this. So he doesn't see uh, uh, he anything, anything other than Ishwara. So that being the case, he does not stay in Dukkha anywhere. So all Dukkha Hani. Therefore, when the mind becomes sattvic in that manner, Dukkha cannot be there because his perception changes. So perception of a person depends upon the nature of the mind. And when the mind is purely sattva, perception is evid sarvam khalvam. The Brahma upani, everything is Upanishad. I mean, Brahman that is revealed by Upanishad. In that case, there is no unhappiness for this person. So that is a primary sense. So for the knower of Saguna Brahma, over the person who enjoys the purely sattvic mind, there is no experience of unhappiness because his mind simply does not see this thing. His mind only sees everything as Puram, as Ishwara. <coughs> so in that case you can say that wise person does not experience any Dukkha, he experiences only Ishvara, which is Sukham. So that way you can say, even if you accept Sammandha, if you accept Sammandha or association of the wise person with events, then also in as much as in his perception, there is no Dukkha at all, no failure, nothing, is only Ishvara is there. Therefore, even with Sammandha also, he is only associated with happiness. So that's Pariharantaram, another way of explaining how wise person is always happy, like a laughing, sporting person is happy, so this person also is happy like that. So either you can say he is laughing and etc., or he enjoys the same happiness that a laughing and sporting person enjoys. Because, because of Shuddha Sattva, his mind gets connected to anybody who has Sattva. So when a person enjoys his mind, is sattvic, so he gets connected as though, and therefore he also, you can say, enjoys that. <coughs> So that kind of an explanation also can be given. <coughs> so says the line thirty Ishwara Anima Ishwaryam Prapta Sagun Brahma Vidvan Avipreta. Therefore, 
call it Ishvara or call it Vidwan, meaning identified as Sagun Brahma, who has attained those Aishwaryas of the Ishvara. Tat Sammandha Manasanam Kamanamastiti Shesha. So Manasanam Kamanam Asti, you would add that. So Kamanam goes with Manasanam, you know. Kamanam Ishvara De Sammandha, Manasanam comes later. So Kamanam Manasanam Kamanam Ishvara De Sammandha Sarabhuteshu. All the desires occurring in the mind is connected with all the beings through Ishvara, who is the Vishuddha Sattva. <coughs> now, Yomapi, Asharidatvam, Asharidatmavi, Tatsamadha, come all right. So, which one who enjoys Vishuddha Sattva can be connected, but one who knows oneself Asharira, meaning even who transcends the Vishuddha Sattva. So, how do you now accept, say that he is connected? So, how do you justify the association of the wise person? So, then Bhashyakara said, So, Saravu, this, this Tikagara says, Saravuteshu para eva saravsattopadidvarana bhoktayati. That makes sense, you know. So, Saravuteshu comes after Manasanam. Manasanam goes before. And Saravuteshu becomes connected with the next sentence, Saravuteshu in all the beings, the Paramatma alone is bhokta. How? Sarva-sattva-pādhidvāraṇa. Because this connected sattva is antahakaraṇa. Since Paramatma is the witness of all the therefore, by connection with all the antahakaraṇa, Paramatma is the real bhokta. Even though we can call ourselves a bhokta, the true nature is no other than the self anyway. So, nanya, atasti, karta, bhokta, etc. Other than this, there is no seer, experiencer, etc. Therefore, real bhokta is only paramatma. And the one identified with paramatma can be the bhokta in that sense, so you can say experience is everything. <coughs> so, Tika says, sarakama, 35 line, sarakama sammandha, sagalimgata, tadatmatva, vidushaya tasmin, upacharyate, deshesha. So, the knower of Saguna Brahma primarily gets connected with, with all the being experiences and vice person being self of that also, Upachara. In secondary sense it is said that he enjoys this way and that way. <coughs> so, it is only Upachara, again, not, not in the primary sense. Parasyeva how do we say that the Brahman and so wise person is a bhokta in everybody? So Vasaka said in the last line. Saru Avidya Krita Samyavaharanam Paraeva Atma Aspadam Nanyaha Asti Iti Vedanta Siddhanta Sarva Avidyaga All Samyavahara All transactions or interactions that take place in the realm of ignorance involving subject-object duality. 
Parevatmaswadam. Ultimately, in the very locus of all the Vyavahara is only Paramatma. Upon Paramatma alone, the idea of the subject and object is superimposed. Therefore, he alone becomes the very basis of all the Vyavahara that goes on anywhere. Even the realm of ignorance also. Nanyasti. There is no bhokta other than Paramatma anyway. There is no karta, bhokta, drashta, shruta, manta. There is only one consciousness that is a self. It is Vedanta, Siddhanta. Therefore, the one who is identified with consciousness knows himself the bhokta in all the beings, and that way you can say is connected with bhoga or experience of all the beings. And therefore, this is the pramanam of bhoktrutve pramanam. Sarvatra bhoktrutve. And Brahman is the bhokta everywhere. And wise person, in a way, you can say, in a secondary sense, it becomes because bhokta in, in all the beings, sarvabhuteshu. <coughs> okay, I think we'll have to continue later. <coughs> Om Purnamadav Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutravashya Krutavande Bhagavantavunapunaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmedi Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadvyakta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shantishanti Shantihi Hari Om Shri Guru Namaha Hari Om